0: Greetings, Amigops. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. This week, as every week, Kyle and I will be discussing a topic, and we'll be talking about the Top Ten of that topic. We'll be debating vigorously, and by the end of the episode, we will have a Top Ten. But, dear listeners, you're in for a treat. Close friend of the pod, future mother of our favorite little nugget, we're just going to be the weird, creepy, pseudo-uncles. But... Our dear, dear friend, Emma, is guesting on this pod. I have no idea what the hell she's going to talk about. I also don't know what sequence we'll be releasing these pods in, but I need to reveal to you we've had the distinct pleasure of recording two consecutive pods with our lovely friends, Quinn and Emma. So, Emma, what is today's topic?
1: Okay, so my topic this week is one that is very dear to me but was also a little bit excruciating to make. (laughs) I'm going to do the top 10 best Disney Sidekicks. Oh!
2: (laughs) Pew, pew, pew!
1: (laughs) Which was, as I mentioned, excruciating for a couple reasons. One of which, there are approximately 50,000 of them. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
1: My initial list of ones that were real contenders was 17. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, I will admit from the beginning that I am willing to move things around and change them because this was very hard. The other reason it was so difficult was because... They're like childhood and adulthood best friends, and so I had to pick them and rank them, and it just felt cruel.
2: I'm, but, I'm glad that we were able to outsource this one to you, because I've had many people express interest in a topic like this, and I am confident that you will have given more thought, or you have more knowledge and, and a better way to attack this than either Mike or I could possibly ever have. <laughs> Utterly.
1: We'll see. It was, it was, it was fun, but there are, I kid you not, I looked up Disney movies, just there was a Wikipedia list, granted some of them, a lot of them weren't animated, and that is one of the rules here, it has to be an animated movie, but Mm -hmm. in the 2000s alone there were like 90 some movies released by Disney, so putting this list together. More than
2: you would think. It was so many. A a question I have, are we including Disney Pixar?
1: Yes, I made some ground rules, mostly Mm -hmm. for myself to help me eliminate them. (laughs) (laughs) So I can run through those, but what were were you going to ask something?
0: I have a feeling you're probably going to answer it, and this might be a question that is somewhat unanswerable, like, as a rule, but we'll just feel it out. But it's what exactly defines a sidekick? Mm. Because that's, like, that's sort of a tough question. It was a tough question, and some of my rules
1: do address that. Okay. But there's still, like, some of them are still a little, like, I had a hard time determining if they were a sidekick or a title character, but... Mm-hmm. I'll go through the rules, and then if you have further questions, go ahead. Okay. So, first of all, I excluded humans, which only excludes a few of them, but they're some of my favorites, including Edna Mode, Kronk, and
2: Frozone.
0: Edna <laughs> Mode. I, oh, <laughs> There's
2: gonna be a lot of interjections in this pod, That's yes. I uh,
1: said so it can't be a main character, which was, that one was tricky. So I eliminated Dory, cause she has her whole She has her own movie.
0: Yes, that's a good. That's a good. She's a good example. Yes,
1: I also go ahead.
0: (laughs) I'm sure we'll get into it. Even in
2: Finding Nemo, Dory kind of functions less of as a sidekick and almost as just like a. It's like a two part main character. This is going to be kind of a weird line to to discuss as we. This was this was tough.
1: I also eliminated Mike Wazowski for the same reason because even though like he is by definition a sidekick in the movie, like his role is sidekick to Sully. He, in Monsters You he is much more the main character, and he also is so crucial to, like, absolutely everything that I did not put him on this list for that reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also, must be Disney or Disney Pixar, which I thought Despicable Me was. It is not, so minions are not on here either. Alas, no. I also made the rule of one per movie, except for obvious pairs. Mm-hmm. Ah,
0: per that's a really good distinction. That's a yeah. really good distinction.
1: <laughs> Although it was also difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so I also said they have to play, like, although they cannot be main, main character, they have to play a significant role. They can't just be a quick cameo. And so, for example, to explain this one a little bit, as much as it pained me, I left out a lot of characters that I really love, like most of any, pretty much any find, I'm gonna spoiler here. There's no Finding Nemo characters on this, and no Toy Story characters either because there are so many individual ones and no single one plays mm. a really yeah. crucial role. We can discuss that later if you think that that was too big of a swipe there, but I, yeah. I
2: think, I think this is like an ensemble rule. Yeah. Like the, all yeah. of the, all of the other toys in Toy Stories function essentially as a sidekick,
0: but as, right. a, as a group. Yeah. So I couldn't I think,
1: pick just Slinky or just Ham or just Rex, although Rex is my favorite. In- <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> Agreed. And then the uh, the final thing I try to do is I kind of try to take into account the success or like the popularity of the movie. Mm hmm. So I had to eliminate some of my favorite ones because I'm afraid that they were just my favorite ones and they were too obscure or haven't reached the same level of fame as some of the other ones.
2: So Notoriety does matter. Yeah. So Okay. Cool.
1: So with that, do you have any questions or am ha- pop go right into the bottom or-
0: I think I when you get going we'll start to feel it out a little bit.
1: Okay. So number ten actually is one from one of my least favorite Disney movies. Ooh. But it's Mater from Cars, because okay. he just is such a fabulous character, and even though I didn't love Cars, he cracks me up, even just when I think about him. He's ridiculous.
2: Toe Mater?
1: Yes, Toe Mater. <laughs> and I haven't seen this one recently enough to really have a whole bunch to say about him, other than he just made the entire movie for me, because without him, the rest of it, I wasn't a huge fan of
0: Well, I'm so down with this character, because i it's funny, I was reading an article about the making of... Step Brothers the other day. Kyle, I'm guessing you may have seen this, even if you didn't read it. And they were saying, sure basically, did. the whole idea of this movie was based off of somebody thinking it would be funny to see John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in bunk beds together. <laughs> and I feel the same about this major character. Were right. <laughs> they were absolutely right. And I feel like the major character is just somebody saying, you know what would be really funny? Larry the Cable Guy doing stuff. <laughs> and then they just sort of built up around it. And the idea of Larry the Cable Guy... Voicing a truck called Toe Mater. It's just it's beautiful. Like, and they they really stick the landing on the execution too.
1: He's hilarious.
2: Yeah. It, it continues that trend well, Mike, that you and I discussed in the Incredibles 2 pod, wherein mm-hmm. they get perfect voice actors, and usually people that are not superstars, but who Absolutely. Know, You're so right. Mater does a really good job of defining exactly what we're talking about here because there is an ensemble cast in cars. But Mater is specifically amongst that group, McQueen's sidekick. Yes. Yeah. They're a combo, and McQueen is obviously yes our protagonist, and Mater is obviously a sidekick. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
2: Yeah, for sure. Good pick. (laughs) I think I think Mater is the highlight of
1: those
0: movies. Absolutely,
1: of all of them. I never saw the third one, but the first (sighs) one. Nor did I. I don't think most people did. But should I move to number nine?
0: Yeah. For number yeah.
1: nine, I had Sebastian from The Little Mermaid.
0: Oh, I, I also love Sebastian. Like.
1: I love Sebastian. And I actually, I looked at a lot of other top however many lists online. And then a lot of them, Flounder made the list. But I just like Sebastian. Flounder just, just kind of, like he is a sidekick, but he doesn't have much personality. So I put Sebastian. I I'm just going to throw, as an honorable mention in here, Scuttle the seagull. Because he makes me giggle when he's yodeling or whatever he's doing all the time. He's hysterical. But Sebastian, I think, is a better sidekick. And yeah, just a really fantastic little crab. My quibble
2: with Sebastian, and this is nitpicking, I think Sebastian functions more as like a mentor role for Ariel, whereas Flounder is like kind of the definition of a sidekick where he's just like, he's just always right next to her. That is fair. And kind of like blindly supports her no matter what, even though he is a bit of a worry guppy. how no, she calls him. Um, <laughs> don't be such a worry guppy or something like that. But I agree, like, I, I,
0: I love Sebastian far more than I That's love That's fair,
1: yeah. I may have done that a couple of other times on this list. I'm not sure. The
0: quality, the quality, I think, wills out a little bit over the role here. Like Sebastian, yeah. is, I think, is clearly the superior bit character, whatever you want to call it. Even if he's not sti- like strictly the sidekick, he's yeah. he's the stronger character here.
1: But we can, I mean, we can discuss that further when we go to the final ranking because I did say it was sidekicks.
2: Whatever it's it's nitpicking and it yeah. and it may just mean that he ends up lower on the list or whatever. Yeah. But, well, but number nine. <laughs> yeah, is his like what would you describe his
0: accent? Is that like Cajun? Like what I is?
1: I think it's like Caribbean. I think.
2: Yeah,
0: it's weird. It's sort I don't of know like it it's sort of like 90s Disney, other like generic yes. other, <laughs> which was sort of a big thing. It's like when you watch an old like sword and sandals movie where they all have British accents, but you're like, you're supposed to be in ancient Rome. <laughs> I'm s- somewhat confused by this. I feel like Disney did a lot of that, where it's like, get over here, boy! And you're like, I don't know what you're supposed to be.
1: <laughs> where are you?
0: Yeah, I, wh- what do, where do you live? It makes for a
2: delightful voice work on Under the Sea, though. Yes. yes it's far absolutely. more it's That's far more enjoyable for that. Oh,
1: yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And also, side note, I've had a lot of these songs that either these characters sing or are sung about (laughs) stuck in my head for the last week because I've been going through this list, and it's been kind of wonderful, if I'm being completely honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a really happy image in my head. Like, I really like to picture that happening.
1: (laughs) Number eight? Yes. For number eight, I have Pegasus from Hercules. Again, this one was tough because I love Phil, but he's not really a sidekick, and he's also kind of a turd sometimes.
2: But <laughs> the biggest thing going for Phil is that he's voiced by Danny DeVito. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Phil the Seder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I
1: th- is he a say- I was like wondering that because in the song he says like a Seder but wiser. I don't know if he's oh. just saying that he's wiser than all the other satyrs or if he like is a satyr but
2: wiser. Yeah, I remember the line.
1: That's one of the songs that I've been playing on repeat in <laughs> my head this week. He-
0: I mean, he's a—that's what a satyr is, right? Like a half goat, half man. Yeah, he's a satyr Okay. Okay. I'm interested to see Pegasus as low as he is.
1: There are so many good ones. There
0: are so many ones. This is, I'm actually, I'm, I've historically been like a lesser of a Hercules fan, which is becoming increasingly clear that's just foolishness because Hercules is wonderful. But Pegasus, even to me, is somewhat of a Hercules, you know, kind of lower ring fan. I think Pegasus, like, really sticks out. I love Pegasus.
1: I love Pegasus, too.
2: I'll say this. I don't know the entirety of your list, but I can imagine it'll be hard for me to think of another sidekick that I would much... I would more prefer to be my own
0: sidekick. (laughs) That's fair. I didn't take that into... Interesting. That's a good
2: point. Like, if I could pick to have any of these people hang out with me through my misadventures, it would for sure be Pegasus. Yes. Both because
0: of his spunky attitude...
2: And just the utility of having a flying horse. Well, that's
0: what I was gonna say is, you said your misadventures. There's a, there's an actual possibility with Pegasus that they might just be regular adventures. Like, most, (laughs) (laughs) most of these characters, you're doomed to misadventures. Like, I, obviously, I don't want to cite any because I'm sure that they'll come up, but there's a lot of these people who, like, you're doing nothing but screwing up. Much as, (laughs) as much fun as you're having.
1: (laughs) Pegasus is fantastic. I always, I remember wanting one when I was little. Mm. I wanted my own Pegasus.
2: Yeah. Pegasus, yeah. All, still. I think, also it hits out <laughs> of his weight. <laughs> in fact, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. If, we could, if we could get on that. That'd be great. Uh, I think Pegasus out, out hits his weight class too because yeah. he's got a lot of, like, really funny moments. He's a lot of the physical comedy in this yes. movie. Yeah. And so he gets a lot done without the advantage that a lot of these sidekicks have and that he can't talk. That's true. It's a really impressive performance. From our favorite flying horse. I'm with you. Sure.
0: That's a really good... That's actually a really good point. That's...
1: Yeah. And I'm willing to move things around here. In fact, I think these bottom five I rearranged like four times last night. So we'll discuss.
2: <laughs> Hercules just generally <laughs> is is strangely underrated. I think Meg doesn't get as much love as she deserves. Agreed. I think James Woods' Hades is...
1: Hysterical.
2: <laughs> so funny and... Pain and Panic. I love it. (laughs) You're wearing his merchandise! (laughs) (laughs)
1: They're just slurping on the cups. (laughs) He's got the sandals. It's
2: just... It's also just a, a stupid, clever movie, and I would be in big trouble if I didn't mention that Allegis has been firmly aboard the Hercules... Is the best Disney animated train in a long time. She really, really loves it. It's her favorite. Shots fired. So many clever lines. Somebody call (laughs) I-X-I-I! That guy, that guy, since they put the pocket in the PETA, or that creepy guy in Thieves, you want to buy a sundial? (laughs) Get out of here. We quote
1: that far more than is appropriate for life. You wouldn't think that would come up so often. And yet. It does. Quite frequently. Well. No.
2: Anyways, Pegasus <laughs> at number eight.
1: <laughs> yes, number seven is a pair. Actually, I have Lumiere and Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I'm. I wrote Lumiere immediately. I also love Cogsworth, but like to me, this is the Lumiere show. And that's fine.
1: <laughs> I, I had to put an asterisk with these two though, because technically they are humans trapped in the body of a mm. not human.
2: Certainly a technicality. I'm willing to over. We're going to let
0: this one fly.
1: Okay. And I couldn't, I mean, I always in my head have the two of them together, but if we want to shunt Cogsworth, that's fine, because... No, no,
0: they're they're definitely a pair. They're definitely a pair, but Lumiere is just incredible. And my favorite thing about Lumiere, for those of you who love Daytime TNT, is that he's voiced by Jerry Orbach, I think is his name, the guy who plays, like, the super-hardened detective on Law and Order, who's like, well, right after they shoved the broomstick into her ear... That's when they cut her feet off. You're like, what? And then Lumiere is just like being a goofy French, like, candelabra. It's just very odd. Come on, let's just go to the drawing room! Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think one of my favorite things about Lumiere is his little affair with the feather duster. Yes! <laughs> the French maid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, um, it's, it's a very French situation happening there. Yes. <laughs> like a very stereotypically, like most of these, like 90s French situations. This is like all that the Disney people could think of to make fun of the French. <laughs> but
1: it's so funny. They do it so yeah. effectively. Yeah, they did. And I love that the other candlesticks are his hands, and he just, like, wields this. And the flames go out sometimes. Yep. It's
2: just- I love when the flames go out. The, the I think a really significant part of the magic of that movie is that they really successfully anthropomorphized all of these yes. household objects. And yeah. one of the greatest joys of that film, for me, is at the end when they become humans and you... Yes! How clearly they tie yes. together certain physical aspects of the way they dress or the way they look. Yes. Like... The character of Lumiere when he becomes a human, his, his head is really tall and narrow like yeah. a candlestick yeah. and like yep. the cufflinks or whatever it is. I also think it's important that Lumiere actually stays on this list with Cogsworth because the two of them together is kind of what makes the character. That's true. But yeah. Cogsworth fills that role of a lot of Disney sidekicks as like the fretter. Lumiere is the fairest viewer to Cogsworth as Cameron. You know, yeah, that's
0: a good way of putting it. I also, this is not a fair reason to give Lumiere more of a boost. But if anybody's ever seen the live action, like a play of Beauty and the Beast or anything, the way that they end up dressing a human up like an actual actor in a live action situation (laughs) to look like a candelabra is or candlestick is just so joyous that i can't help but like look at lumiere and just smile because they picture like cameron kyle's younger brother dressed up like a candle and it just makes me really happy it's a
1: human dressed as a human trapped in a candlestick
0: yeah it's very meta it's like surprisingly meta meta. yeah
2: it's like robert downey jr in tropic thunder who's playing an australian actor playing a black man in vietnam
0: yeah he's just a dude playing a dude
2: Kirk Lazarus. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're sufficiently off track. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely.
1: Although I will say, I do agree with, I like the having Lumiere and Cogsworth, how you said that. Because a lot of what we love about Lumiere comes from his banter with Cogsworth. Yes, Precisely. very true.
0: It's essential. Don't believe us? Ask the dishes! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that song is so fantastic.
0: That yeah,
1: is. Alrighty, should I move into my not top three?
2: You absolutely should. Thanks for taking the cue responsibility away from us because we tend to suck at that.
1: Oh, yeah, we're, we're not, not good, good at that. the only one I hit. <laughs> but one, I actually have four, and awesome. they're not really in any particular order. The first one I thought of was Lucifer the cat from Cinderella, which I don't know how recently you guys have seen Cinderella, but his name mm. is Lucifer for good reason. <laughs> 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 he worst. <laughs> He's terrible. Is he? A- He's not a sidekick. If that's your question.
2: No, my question is because I haven't seen Cinderella in a long time. Is he actually, like, on our side of the story? Or is he, like, a, vi- a villainous character? He... Well, really, these are just
1: characters I really didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's Lady Tremaine's cat. He's the evil okay. stepmother's cat. Okay. So he he is more associated with the villain. But you see scenes with him without Lady Tremaine. Usually without
2: mm-hmm. Lady
1: Tremaine. So... Oh, yeah, yeah, these really aren't sidekicks. They're just people they you don't like, <laughs> or sidekicks of villains. <laughs> this
0: is your. This is very much your opportunity to get this out, though. Get tell yeah, us how you exactly. feel.
2: That's interesting because I guess you, what you could have done for a not top three is like the best, best villain
1: villainous sidekick, sidek- but that- like oh, LeFou. Really occur to me.
0: Huh? Who? Like what Lefou is who I was thinking of. Who's that? He's um, Gaston's sidekick. Oh yeah, the little Uh, yes man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or
1: like Smee. I do love (laughs) Smee. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I obviously, I'm thinking of Pain and Panic. They're they're my favorites. Yes. But like, I think in the Little Mermaid, Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah. Whoops. No, you're fine. (laughs) That's what I had next on my not top three.
1: (laughs) So. Flotsam and Jetsam. They're also pretty fantastic. What were you going to say about them?
2: Well, they're, they're, First of all, they're terrifying, and so that's why I think they actually deserve a spot on this list, as is Ursula. Yeah. Really genuinely scary. Ursula's very scary. Yeah. I just have developed an appreciation of them, because the naming is so clever. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. For those of you who... I don't don't mean to be a douche, but I didn't really know what this... When I found out this meant it was a delight, and I don't want anyone to miss out. Flotsam and Jetsam are words you use to describe things that you throw overboard a ship as it sinks to, like, lighten the load, which... Perfect for a pair of evil eels. That is. Yeah. I
1: didn't really I knew that it meant something. I had heard that before, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. My next one is just honestly doesn't fit into any of the categories of the not top three, except that I asked Quinn who should be on this, and this is what he said very Vehemently, he hates this character, which I thought was so funny. It's Alfredo Linguini, like the main character in Ratatouille, and because he's such, he is a limp noodle as a human. He's just not. He's a, he has no value except that he houses a mouse under his hat.
2: Yeah, he is
0: kind of a weenie.
1: He is, <laughs> and he's very aptly named.
0: Yeah, and he's not really redeemed as a weenie, right? Like, no, yeah, yeah.
2: His arc is very subservient to Remy's, but mm-hmm. not in, like, a particularly satisfying
0: way mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, you're right. He sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I had never really realized I didn't have no. a strong opinion on him until Quinn's just so adamant that he was the worst.
2: I don't like him because one time someone said that I looked like him. I think my <gasps> nose is kind of big, and my hair at the time was pretty voluminous, but not red.
1: <laughs> no, you don't look like I don't think you look like him.
0: Wait, can I just... Like? so So we were at... Good friend of the pod, Alex, did a comedy show last night. And there was this one guy who opened by telling you all of the characters that people said he looked like. And it was incredible. So the second best one, he said, was that he looked like a villain from a Disney Channel original movie who would say, (laughs) you're too poor to play hockey with us, which was amazing. (laughs) But number one, the best thing he said was he thought... Some people think he looks like an animated rendering of the moon, like, with a face. <laughs> and it was, like, the greatest thing I'd ever heard, because I just, you felt insulted by being called that. Somebody told him he looked like an animated movie picture of a moon. <laughs> it was so great. What's great, though, is now I know what this
2: guy looks like. You, you know exactly, exactly what he did. looks like. Yeah. <laughs> That's really yeah. good. I well, really, really like that. I'm trying
1: determine if he just has a really round moon face, or if it's like a crescent moon, because most animated moons are, like...
0: Really skinny. prominent chin. Like, really prominent pointy <laughs> just- chin. He has a round face with a pointy chin and spiky eyebrows, so he looks like a douche. Who <laughs> 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 would tell you you can't play hockey with us because you're too poor. But he also looks like the moon <laughs> in any face. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's good. Good stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> My not top three, the fourth person on here, this is a bit of a hot take, is Tinkerbell. I think this is just a personal thing. I can't stand her. I think she's super annoying. And I don't understand. Her skirt is so tiny. I don't know how. Like, she must have pasties just on her butt cheeks to keep her skirt down because I don't know how you can't, like, anytime she moves, you should be able to see everything. It's a Disney movie, so you can't. <laughs> but she's just, she's moody, and she's not very nice, and she's jealous, and I'm not a fan of Tinkerbell, but I
2: know a lot of people love her. She is sassy in, like, a kind of bratty way. I I agree. That's
0: true. That's interesting, but yeah. She's not, like, the, the new strong female Disney heroine, like, strong, tough, doesn't take any guff from anybody. She's just kind of annoying. I, yep. Yeah. I'm down with this. Counterpoint. <laughs> she's possibly the most famous Disney sidekick. Like,
2: <laughs> <she's> actually- <laughs> she maybe should be on this list, but I don't like her. <laughs> I didn't put yeah. just because, like you know, like she, like she, fly, like even on a like Disney marketing yes. that's not even Peter Pan related. Like she's flying around and using her wand, yes. and like even in the Disney, like the castle in the front of the movie, yeah. like when you've got that <laughs> like sparkly point. arc, it's very reminiscent of like the Tinkerbell trail of pixie dust.
1: She also is crucial to this plot of that movie.
2: Certainly. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, she maybe shouldn't be on the non-top three, but she's on my non-top three. Let it be fair. Right. enough.
2: Respect. Your your concerns have been voiced.
1: <laughs> Thank you. And that one is not supposed to be where it is. So <laughs> that is the end that I have there. Do you guys have any issues? Uh,
2: there are so many Disney movies, I'm having a hard time like thinking of specific characters that I don't like. I will say, if we were going to go with the villainous sidekicks that I love, I would throw in Alpha from Up. (laughs) Yes. The one whose voice modulator screws up.
1: Yes. I actually have a small list of those that were in my honorable mentions but probably should have been in the not top three, and I was going to say that, but I might go for it now.
2: The line is blurred, and before we get too far in, I think it probably just makes more sense to to continue on with your list. So, unless,
0: Mike, you had one you wanted to throw in there that, like, definitively is a not top three. No, I'm with you. They're mostly like, I think Disney generally does a pretty good job with this, and they're mostly degrees of memorable. Cool. Okay. All right. Okay, so that's the end of our not top three. What's uh, number six there?
1: For number six, I had Pascal from Tangled, is a little chameleon.
0: Hmm. <laughs> a terrible film. A truly terrible film, but a wonderful what? character.
1: I love Tangled.
0: Kyle, Tangled sucks, and you suck for liking it. You <laughs> suck bag. I feel bad for Mike because
2: maybe he was sleepy, he was a little <laughs> grouchy. Yeah. The first time we watched Tangled together, he said he did not like it.
1: Can I just interject that I love that you just said the first time we watched Tangled
2: together? <laughs> 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 I thought
0: there were many more to follow.
2: <laughs> well, Mike probably hasn't
0: seen it since. Never cause again, because it sucks. You know what, Kyle? I'll admit, I'll admit to that Listen. if you admit that you love This Is The End. Fuck off, the difference? <laughs> okay, so
2: what happened here is... Mike, he, he had a take and through a sense of misguided pride decided he couldn't go back on it.
0: Nope, it's And so
2: he's just stuck to it forever after. He actually believes, he's, I think he's, you've somewhat convinced yourself that Tangled is a bad movie. He's nope, referencing a, movie. a time we watched a,
0: an actually bad movie called This Is the End. No, great movie. <laughs> one of the great, one of the best films of our day. Please stop. <laughs>
2: it's, it's a sizzling hot take, Mike. Can you find us an any other person
0: that doesn't absolutely love Tangle?
1: Or anyone
2: else that just says it's not good at all. So right.
0: Kyle, so Kyle, let me just I just want to make sure I understand sort of how you cultivate your critical tastes. So you just take whatever everybody else likes, you sort of aggregate it, and then you give it a score. So basically you're just rotten tomatoes. That's you. You don't have your own scores, you're just rotten tomatoes. This feels
1: like a red herring to me.
0: You suck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell us this. about Pascal.
1: <laughs> no, 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 you can't get out
0: of this.
2: <laughs> You're
1: in timeout, young man.
2: I will, I'll just, I'll, in general, if a extremely large percentage of the population enjoys a certain thing, I would say, in general, that thing has some, some merit.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
2: this is yes. one of the, I've never encountered a person that
0: doesn't like Tangled besides you, ever. Do you, so do you feel yeah. like if all of your friends really liked jumping off a bridge, <laughs> would you like that okay. too?
1: <laughs> what if they're attached well, to a bungee cord?
0: <laughs> yes. it's not like I don't like Tangled, and I'm saying, well, I guess everyone else loves it, so it must be good. I love Tangled! It's amazing! I think it's fantastic! Yeah, so I'll, all right. well, let's, I'll give you my honest assessment. Really what it is, is I was annoyed because everybody hailed this as the return of Disney princesses. And I disagree with that assessment. I think it's a decent movie. It's fine. But I don't think it's the return of Disney princesses. In my view, Frozen was the real return of Disney princesses. And people were just all too eager to anoint a halfway decent Disney, not Disney Pixar movie, as the return of Disney. I don't think it was. I think that was Frozen that to me was the problem. I think people jumped the gun a little bit. So it got hyped. It got and too it much hype and it was fine. That if might people be fair. if people hadn't hyped it so much, I would have said that was a B. But because people hyped it so much, it was a little my expectations were up too high. Fair enough. So, at any rate, Pascal, tell us more. Pascal yes.
1: is adorable first mm-hmm. of all. That has that's big for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but he, he I, I just love how he changes color based, I mean, he's a chameleon, so yes. obviously he has to change color. But yep. based on, like, what he's feeling, he turns red at one point and different shades of green, and he just, I think, doesn't he get a hit at one point and just goes through the colors of the rainbow or something? Yes. yes. That is absolutely absolutely thing that I happens. I thought that was really clever. And he also, i believe does not ever talk like Mm -mm. Pegasus, but you still, he had, there's so much emotion on his face and he's always there. And like when he sticks his tongue in Flynn's ears, (laughs) it's so funny.
2: If we did a top 10 Tangled moments, that's two or three. It's so funny.
1: Yes. He's hysterical. And yeah, I loved Pascal. He's one of my personal, I might even put him high on this list for me personally, but Tangled, I don't think is as big as some of the other ones. So other Disney movies. Yeah. So I left him.
0: He he relies more on the cuteness factor than probably a lot of these other characters. Yes. And the cuteness. Yeah. But the cuteness factor is so, so far through the roof that it carries him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. It's also just a great animation idea. Like, it's a great idea yeah. to have a chameleon. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's
2: a super effective way to, to add character to a, a character that, that can't talk. Yeah. Pretty cool. Very clever, I guess you'd call that writing. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to shout out my boy Maximus,
1: I wanted to, too. I have him
0: oh. listen with
1: Pascal, but I thought Pascal was a better sidekick. And Maximus is
0: Maximus too. the horse? He's the yes. horse that
1: is essentially a dog.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. precisely.
2: I also, I think Maximus does a, acquits himself very well in the film, but I'd like to shout out the short film wherein Pascal and Maximus manage to lose the wedding rings and have to <laughs> run all over the town to reacquire them before it's time to present them at I the altar. that one. It's really delightful.
1: Mm, they're so good.
2: But in terms of tangled sidekicks, Pascal reigns supreme.
1: Agreed. But Maximus is just wonderful. He cracks me up. Do we do a recap after six or after five?
2: We I kind of stopped it? doing that, so we'll just we'll just go on to to numero five oh.
1: Okay, this one pains me to have him this low. Ooh, I put Olaf as number five from Frozen. Whoa,
0: five! Oh my god.
1: I know, and I mean again, we will discuss Olaf. I put him this low because I know that there. I was trying to be as objective as you can be in such an endeavor. And Olaf, a lot of people I've talked to think he's annoying, which they're wrong, but...
0: Contrarians. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is a purely contrarian standpoint.
1: (laughs) So maybe, I mean, maybe he does deserve to be higher. He, I love Olaf for so many reasons. He's such a sweetheart. He's adorable. His song in Summer is... Most oh, he's Summer! Summer!
0: Yes. The fact that he doesn't understand the various stages of water yes. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he's I'm like melting. the exact opposite <laughs> of Frosty the Snowman. He has no fear of melting. Yes. None well because he has no idea. He doesn't get it. It's such a great idea. His
2: never faltering positive outlook on things. Is a it's a really fitting way to characterize a snowman who yeah. should represent cold. <laughs> I was going to say the whimsical nature of childhood. Oh, but yes, right, yes, close, <laughs> almost there. But like just the way he delightfully remarks, "I've been impaled." Yeah, <laughs> that's the
0: best. I was going to say yeah, "I've been impaled" is the best one.
2: His <laughs> <you'd> see like <laughs> he goes, "I don't know if this helps, but I found a staircase that leads exactly where we want to go." <laughs> He's so eager.
1: (laughs) He's just like a bundle of love and joy wrapped up in snowballs. I love him.
0: So I think part of my experience of Frozen and why it differed so extremely from my experience of Tangled was the only exposure I had to Frozen before I saw it was one person, a mutual acquaintance of all of ours, whose name I will exclude for now, has taste that does not generally agree with mine <laughs> and is generally pretty bad and all he kept saying was how great frozen was and specifically how great olaf was and doing a really bad impersonation of him. so when i went i was like oh god this is gonna be terrible and was so gobsmacked and so pleasantly surprised so it's
2: the it's the reverse tangled for you.
0: Exact it was the exact opposite situation.
1: Have yeah. you guys seen Spy with Melissa McCarthy?
0: Oh have we. <laughs>
1: yes. Because that was the same like I think I love that <laughs> movie so much because I was expecting hot garbage.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: but. By the time this airs, we have we recently recorded a podcast, Top Ten Spies, and mm-hmm. that film gets gets some talk about <laughs> yes. there. So you'll you will enjoy that.
1: I cannot wait. As oh. does
0: another of your favorite films.
1: Oh, my... Which is on Netflix, by the way.
0: <laughs> yes, I just saw that, actually.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, now that I, we have digressed... It, one last thing I want to say about Olaf. I don't know if you guys saw Coco in time to catch the short film in front of it. I no. But it was it was basically a 20-minute Frozen short, which sucked butt. Uh, it was heard, really... I mean, it was
1: bad if they removed it. I heard it was terrible. Terrible.
2: Also... Short film, everybody. Keyword being short. <laughs> Everyone was characterized poorly and not like they were in Frozen, except for Olaf. Mm. Like Olaf was great. I'm my my point is Olaf's greatness is such that it he was even great in this piece Terrible. of poop mailed in <laughs> short film. Yeah, it only it only uh, raises his uh, standing in my eyes. So
1: very good. While we're on Frozen, I just would also like to give a shout out to Sven because I loved him. Yeah, Sven is great.
2: He doesn't deserve a spot. Grandviews are better than people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, number four. I have Doug from Up.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because he is just the epitome of why everyone loves dogs. And he can talk and talks as you would expect a dog to talk. (laughs) And just, uh, I was hiding under my porch because I love you. I guess your porch, not my own. But there are so many things that he says that just you fall in love with him immediately. And I'm in, I've been enamored ever since. I love Doug
0: and he's my master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is one of those things. I have to imagine whoever came up with this in the writer's room, everybody knew immediately that this was a hit. Like, I think there's some ideas that you only can tell once they've been translated to the screen, like whether they're going to work or not. But when somebody walked into that room was like, guys... I just smoked a bunch of weed, and I got this (laughs) great idea. We're going to have a dog that talks exactly as a dog would think. I imagine everybody just swept their pants laughing. Like, it knew this was going to be perfect. Point! Yeah, exactly!
1: And then when when he's switching between the languages on the collar, he just never (laughs) stops Uh, talking because he's just still thinking. He doesn't know it. Oh, my gosh. So many parts of that movie.
2: (sighs) And he's just just the most well-meaning, pure-hearted, yeah. loyal, you know, faithful companion sidekick you could possibly ask for. Yeah. Uh, up there with Pegasus as like the one that I would like to have actually right. hang out with me on a yeah. daily basis.
0: Well, and the weird thing that, about though. Doug is he doesn't get annoying. He should. By rights, he should get annoying and he never yes. does.
1: No. He's just Well, I think that's true of dogs. Like, he so perfectly embodies the most lovable dog you can think of, and he does exactly what dogs always do.
2: Well, in a vacuum, like, if I just described a dog to you, you'd be like, that sounds annoying. Mm -hmm. You have to keep throwing a ball? He's always, like, (laughs) hanging around and, like, leaving hair everywhere, and yet... We love them.
0: Yeah, the limiting factor is always
2: you. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to make a serious shout-out for... One of my favorite animated characters ever, Kevin from Yes,
1: oh, yes, absolutely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) His eyes bulge out and his neck like goes way out. Oh my god! Also, when Russell goes,
1: Kevin's a girl. (laughs) One of my favorite Disney live ever.
2: Yeah, apologies, not his eyes, her eyes. Yes, you're you're right.
1: Yes.
2: Oh my goodness. (laughs) The. I think the, the key to Kevin is just the animation style, or the way he, like, runs around and his body, like, pulsates yes. on his tiny little stick legs. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, one an uh, only slightly related Kevin moment, in college... I went to a party at one of the houses off campus. It was a Halloween party and someone had dressed up like Kevin. Complete with like, <laughs> it. I swear this thing was probably three feet above their head. So like no matter where you were in the party, you looked around and <laughs> you saw Kevin's neck and head. Because That's it's three feet above everybody else's head. What a head. hero. It was so... Fun. I don't remember who it was. I don't think I knew the person, but it absolutely made my night because of this Kevin costume.
0: And think about the ca- Think about the accountability you'd have at a party when dressed like Kevin. Because like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do when you are like a nine foot Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone will notice, like, yeah, let's yeah. say you're in, like, a sort of a nebulous relationship, maybe you're dating, maybe you're not, you haven't decided, like, you're not making out with somebody at that party, because oh, everybody... Actually, w-
1: logistically, it would be difficult.
0: That <laughs> is also very true. <laughs> you're al- step point. You're also the guy, like, everybody at the party is like, oh, that dude's so cool, but I don't want to make out with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it really would, it would regulate your behavior in a very positive way probably. Yeah.
1: I also think I mean that would be a difficult costume to wear. I think they wore it for the entirety of the time they were there. Sounds exhausting. And wow. It had to be if it was stable enough to stay standing. I don't know what it was. Yeah, to
0: balance it like your neck must be tired.
1: I would think so. Wow.
0: What a hero. Yeah.
1: Agreed. 100%. All right, should we move to number 3? Let's wow. do.
0: Oh. Honorable mentions.
2: Yes.
1: Okay, I have an extremely long list here, so I will fly through them, but feel free to interject. One that I wanted to put on this list, but I didn't, because it was so recent, was Dante the dog from Coco. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Coco just doesn't have, like, everybody knows it right now, but it doesn't have the longevity that a lot of these other characters do. Again, Toy Story everyone, and Nemo everyone, there was no one character that stood out <laughs> to me. I had Lafayette and Napoleon from the Aristocats. Oh, <laughs> I love Because <the> <laughs> I love them, but they just, they don't have a big enough role.
2: Right. Also,
1: the dr- the drunk Uncle Goose, Uncle Waldo. Excellent.
2: <laughs> and the strikingly accurate portrayal of being shit-faced. Yes.
1: <laughs> Gus, Gus, and Jacques from Cinderella.
0: They might warrant well actual consideration. Mm.
1: They were, I, I think when I had my list down to like 12 or 13, they were still there.
0: Mm. Fun fact, one of my good work friends has a dog who looks exactly like Gus, Gus, and its name is Gus, Gus.
1: That's well-named. <laughs> yes. I had Miko and Flit from Pocahontas. Ooh. The raccoon and the little hunting guard. Also Percy the pug This is one of the, the ones that I said should probably be on the not top three But I just love him Because he's hilarious He's so regal he, and He's so spoiled I have Thumper from Bambi Nana oh. the nurse dog from Peter Pan
2: Oh she's yeah. really She's wonderful So matronly
1: Flora, Fauna and Meriwether The three fairy godmothers from Sleeping Beauty mm. In particular Meriwether Make it blue. <laughs> um, Rolly the Dalmatian, but since he's a 101 Dalmatians, mm. it felt like he's the one that says, I'm hungry, mother. I'm hungry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> blue the bear, Mowgli's sidekick from Jungle Book. Uh, Lady Cluck from Robin Hood. She's the like <laughs> matronly <lead> chicken that's. <laughs> She's like this. She's kind of a fat white chicken. I don't know if anybody remembers her, but I loved her. She's hysterical. She was my favorite part of that movie. All the dogs from Oliver and Company, in particular Tito and Francis <laughs> and Georgette, who again should maybe be on the not top three. Mm. But I love her. Mrs. Potts and Chip, I thought deserved a shout out, Yum. even though they're not Lumiere and Cogsworth.
0: Yeah. They're so great. It would be, as you said, it's a rule to not multiple from one movie, but Mrs. Potts and Chip are so great. They're so good. Mm.
1: And then from Aladdin, the, well, a little bit of a spoiler based on who's not here. I have Abu
0: <laughs> yeah. and the
1: magic carpet. Also, Raja the tiger, because that would be a sweet
0: pet. Yeah. Or terrible. Especially if they were well-behaved.
1: It'd be awesome. From Lion King again, a little bit of a spoiler. I have Rafiki, Zazu, and the hyenas, who also could be on the not top three, depending how you make the list. But I think it's Ed Shenzi, and I forget the third one's name.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm like the caterpillar from a bunch. <laughs>
2: I'm a beautiful (laughs) (laughs) butterfly.
1: Also from Tarzan, Tantor the Elephant and Turk. Uh, While I was looking up. I uh, love Turk. I love Turk too, but my favorite, Tantor, I forgot about this, he yells at Turk something about when she gets over her emotional constipation, which is just that phrase I wanted to mention because
0: I thought it was hysterical. (laughs) We're hoping that Turk is voiced by Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. (laughs) I was, try- you know, it's funny. I was thinking of Turk when you were started mentioning this list. I was trying to remember who it was. I'm glad you reminded me because I knew it was somebody you didn't expect. Yes,
1: they're hysterical. From, I'm almost done. I'm sorry, guys. No,
0: no please, <laughs>
2: this is joy <joyous. laughs> amazing.
1: From Monsters Inc, Roz. The I'm watching you, Wasowski. <laughs> you didn't turn in your paperwork.
0: Last
2: <laughs> <night>. <laughs> and the abominable snowman.
0: Oh, I love The Abominable know, Snowman.
2: Voiced by John Ratzenberger. Yes. Yeah.
0: Why not The Agreeable
2: Snowman? <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you guys ever see Princess and the Frog? I did not. Most people have it. No. Which is why I couldn't even consider it this for the list. But Louie, if you ever watch it, Louie and Ray are fantastic sidekicks. Louis is a big, lovable alligator that might be a crocodile who plays the sack trumpet I guess the trumpet.
2: I was going to say, those feel like very obvious jazz references. Yes. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Yes. And Ray is a lightning bug who is, has fallen in love with Evangeline, who I think, like, they lead you to believe she's not really real. She's a star, and he sings to her every night, and it's this very sweet little love story. Wow. And then oh. It, I like it's, that. Yeah, it's wonderful. This one, I figured I needed to mention because a lot of lists that I looked up listed her, but I have not seen this movie. It's from Wreck-It Ralph, Vanellope von Schweitz. Mm. So I can't really speak to whether or not she deserves to be on there, but we can discuss it.
2: She was good. You have not seen Wreck-It Ralph? I have not seen Wreck-It yeah, Ralph. What, yeah, well, uh, is just, uh, this is weird. I don't know
1: why, because I've seen nearly every other animated Disney movie, if not every.
2: I'm not going to chastise you, because I know it's not for lack of want or right. desire, I will say that Wreck-It Ralph is one of those movies that kind of snuck up on me and I really, really liked.
1: That's what I've heard. And I think it is, it may or may not be on Netflix, but I know the sequel's coming out. So I've mm-hmm. been telling Quinn for the last few weeks that I need to watch it and that I haven't. But Kyle,
0: we watched that for the first time as a sub-movie, right? Correct. Yeah. That was, I yeah. felt the same way. I think we all went in with, like, very low expectations. Dylan hated it. He did. Well, but we went in with low expectations and were very pleasantly surprised.
1: Yes. Very good. Well, it's on my list. I'll watch it. And if you think <laughs> she deserves to be on this list, potentially, but I don't, no,
2: I don't know. <laughs> no. She's
0: honorable mention. No. Yeah, she's right where she belongs.
1: Also, the big crab from Moana. I can't remember his name, but he's voiced by one of the people from Flight of the Concords.
0: Yeah, oh, it's wow. um
2: Ugh, I can't remember. It's Jermaine. He's he's the one that does that whole like mont- the the yes. bit about shiny things. Or- yes,
1: he's not really a sidekick or a villain. He just just he's just he's like a, goofy. kind of a cameo. Like he yeah. just shows up and he's very very funny. I
2: I would like to add. I don't even remember the name, but the chicken. hey
1: hey <laughs> <laughs> he was on. Yeah. Also the the little pig was on for maybe like twelve seconds. I think his name was Pua, and he was so cute. And I really hoped he'd show up more, but he didn't. So. Mm. And then, my last one, I believe, is Flash from Zootopia. Flash, Flash, 100-yard dash.
0: Flash, Flash, 100-yard dash. So. Did you see Z- Zootopia, Mike? I still haven't seen it. Pathetically. I don't
1: feel like you would like that one.
0: I know. I've heard it so good.
2: After Frozen, it's, like, the best animated feature I've seen. Well, now I've seen Incredibles 2. <laughs> Zootopia. <laughs> between. It was the best animated film between Frozen and Incredibles 2. It was. It's, really, it's good, really good. Very clever,
1: and it also actually touches on real life issues, like you mm-hmm. talked about in the Incredibles two podcast. This one does a little bit. Not, I don't think quite as much. Oh, well, maybe actually, the more whole so. theme of the movie is. I think you'd like it because this is, it, a,
2: this is a pretty pointed.
1: It's like social criticism.
2: Yeah, it's very good. All
0: right, I'm checking it out. And yep. you'd love Flash because he's
1: perfect. especially that scene at the end in the car. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> <Okay. gasps> All right. Did, cool. you, did I miss any?
2: <laughs> well, if so, we'll we'll do ours okay. after you've done your whole oh, list. Oh, that's right. So, w- well, let's move into our top three. Number three, my lord!
1: Three. <laughs> I have Mushu from Mulan.
2: Yes!
0: Yes.
1: A well, hike uh, I don't even know where to start with him. He has so many lines that just crack me up. I love the scene where he's pretending to be huge in the dragon. He, like, lights yep. the fire and uses his shadow. Yep. And, I'm worst <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so, so wants to be a big dragon. He just is this tiny little lizard, essentially. And, and uh, I love him. I'm, try- I, I'm trying, to, I can't come up with, I had one specific reason why I picked him. I'm blanking on it right now, but.
2: The good news is there are a multitude of reasons why Mushu should be high on this list. He functions really well as, like, a utilitarian member of Mulan's crew. He's funny. He provides good mentorship. Yes. He's thousands of years old. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) He's voiced by Eddie Murphy. Yes, he is. He he has his own very important arc. Like, he is himself redeeming himself in the eyes of the elders. and The
1: ancestors, yeah.
2: Yeah. I I think we talked about Mushu before, I think, on our Dragons pod. Yeah. But.
1: (laughs) He's, I love him. Also, one of my favorite lines from the movie, which I thought was funny when I was little, and then I watched it again when I was older and realized that it actually was even funnier than I thought it was when he was, he yells, let's go kick some honey buns, which I just thought was funny because <laughs> i like, honey buns of food. But
0: in fact, it was That's quite clever. It's very <laughs> That's good. awesome.
1: But yeah, that was one of my favorite Mushu moments along with the rest of them, really.
0: Yeah, Mushu is incredible. And I really like to think that the Mushu performance is the reason that we even got Donkey, which Probably yes. bumps Mushu even higher on this list because, like, the fact that somebody realized making an animated character that seems nothing like Eddie Murphy and having it be voiced by Eddie Murphy, it's just it's brilliant. It's amazing.
1: And I think you could argue that Mushu is gets less annoying. I love Donkey. Don't get me wrong, but some people yeah. get annoyed by him, and I can see why. Yeah, but with Mushu, I don't think it ever gets old. Personally,
0: no. God no.
1: There's also only one movie. No, there are two. There are two. The second one is not worth watching. It is hot garbage. Mm.
0: Was that like a direct? Was like a direct to VHS thing? Probably. Yeah, it's Um, been out for a
1: long time, and it really is not good.
2: I'm, I'm really excited to see how they do Mushu in the live action Mulan.
1: Also, the live action Mulan sounds like it will be terrifying.
2: Yeah. Well, yes, it's the fucking Huns. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Scary. Yeah, seriously. I,
1: I don't know that I want to see the live action Mulan, we'll see.
0: Yeah, this will be a you, you and Quinn go together and leave the baby at home.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, probably. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah.
0: Shouts to
2: Cricky the cricket. Yes. Yes, I love Cricky.
1: Also the matchmaker.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's spitting her beaten curd? <laughs> or no, that's her grandma that says that. Yeah, the, right? the grandma's yeah, yeah.
1: fantastic. Also, do you want to stay for dinner? Do you want to stay forever? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> also, her the gang of like dudes she hangs out with—they're yes. so much fun. I love them,
1: especially Poe, the enormous one that's so gentle and just wants to eat. Kind of. I like love
2: I love the line in the song uh, "A Girl Worth Fighting For" and says, "I could not care less what she looks like. <laughs> it only matters what she cooks like—pork,
0: <laughs> chicken." Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fantastic film. thats my mom's number one Disney movie. Just in case anyone was curious, that's a
2: reasonable yeah. take. It's hard to argue with anyone's number one favorite because they're all yeah. so
1: good. And I think she thought it was very empowering for me to watch because it's one where Mulan like kind of breaks gender roles. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: kicks ass.
1: Yes, yeah, she does. We ready for number two? Please. Yeah. Ja. This one is one that kind of bends the line of are they or are they not a main character. I put Genie at number two. Oh. I think
0: he's a sidekick. I, Genie okay. is a perfect. Genie is a perfect sidekick.
1: But he just—he plays such a big role in the movie that I was like, okay, it's he too important? But I—I I mean, he is a sidekick. He's who helps Aladdin, and it's Robin Williams who is one of my all-time favorite actors. And I would love to know how much of what Genie says is scripted and how much was just made up on the spot. Nothing. <laughs> just he's so funny and he's and i haven't seen this movie in years so i'd love to watch it again now because i'm sure there's more that he says that i would appreciate but um, prince ali that song is so excellent what's the one that he's singing in the cave where he's like he's explaining who he is do you know Mm. what song i'm talking about oh
0: yeah i can't
1: think of the name of it off the top of my head but he flips through all of his accents as robin williams Often does. Yeah. And it just, every single time I hear it, it cracks me up even more. I love Genie.
2: You ain't never had a friend, ever had a friend.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, you hit on it immediately. Like, the fact that whoever made this movie, whoever the director was, decided to let Robin Williams be Robin Williams is why this character is so great. Because it's just Robin Williams (laughs) talking (laughs) through an animated blue face. It's amazing.
1: He's so good.
0: I like that he only refers
2: to Aladdin as al yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I forgot about you got one more wish al <laughs> he, uh he's just and he's so well intentioned and he so wants to help Aladdin and
2: mm. I think that's what makes the ending so beautiful like he's resigned himself to like this life of service and like is at a point where he can derive joy out of helping Aladdin yes yeah and and so it's all the all the better when he sets him free it, yeah. it's a really satisfying. arc for genie yeah it's just so but he's of the of these sidekicks he's without question the funniest oh yeah yeah. because robin williams is
1: without question one of the funniest humans i think that ever lived although it also makes me very sad every time i watch a robin williams movie now
0: yeah but also it also makes you happy i feel like this it makes me happy because it's cool to see him doing what he was very obviously intended to do Like, to watch, to for me, the movie that always just is best for me is watching Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, there is nobody else, I think, in the history of pop culture who could have played that role and made it anything like what Robin Williams did. Like, I think so many other people, it would have been kitschy or you wouldn't have believed. Yes, you wouldn't have believed either the Daniel character or the Mrs. Doubtfire character. But he made you believe both of them. And that's just the magic of him. He makes you... The genie character, you believe everything he does because Rob Williams is just yes so talented.
1: And I actually talked about this. I ran through this list with Quinn, mm-hmm. who has never seen Mrs. Doubtfire, by the way. I found out this week and chastised him for Oh before, my
0: goodness. And told
1: him that's probably the next movie we will be watching.
0: It's one of uh, my favorites. I know, it's so good. It's so funny. But
1: I, when I was telling him this, I didn't realize he hadn't seen it. And I was talking about the scene right near the beginning of the movie. I can't remember if he's... Like trying to get the acting position, but when he like pretends to be a hot dog, or well, I don't even remember exactly when the he just line. goes. And he just, <laughs> yes, and it was. We're cold, all
0: posing right now. <laughs> They're
2: clever in that movie because they found a couple of scenarios where it made sense to just rapid fire do a bunch yes. of things. Yes. So in the job interview, mm-hmm. and then when he's repeatedly calling his his ex wife and oh. and pretending to be different people because he used must, to be. What... Get
0: back in. You were saying. Yeah, I, I used to be one. <laughs> I don't work with the voice because I used to be one. I am Job. Job. <laughs> I am Job. Uh, Kyle, I got a question for you. After you box him, what what, you, what comes next? You yeah, ship him. Like, <laughs> don't be a dick.
2: <laughs>
0: oh. He's incredible. All
2: this to say... Yeah. Disney does a good job matching people up with their characters yes. to voice them and bring life to them. Yeah. This is the best one. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Robin Williams and Genie are so in tandem. It, it's, it's I, I
1: almost feel like Robin Williams is who I want on this list <laughs> more than Genie, but yeah. Genie is so perfectly re- Robin Williams that it works quite nicely.
2: This, talking about Aladdin reminds me, if we're, I think, actually fitting for our not top three would have been Iago, Jafar's yes. <laughs> hook parrot or whatever he is. I yeah. Like Iago. Anyways. That brings us to number one, who I suspect, I think I know who it is. I suspect <laughs> I might know
0: as well. I suspect, yeah. <laughs>
1: number one, I as a pair, Timon yeah. and Blumo from The Lion King. Yeah. Who, I had Genie above them for a little while, but I just think they're so classically the sidekicks, and their banter is so funny, they're, like, individually they're both hilarious. Did you guys ever see Lion King One and a Half?
0: It I did. Yes.
1: Good. I think that's one that a lot of people haven't seen, and it is... I almost like it as much as maybe I think it's funnier than the other Lion Kings. It I is don't know funnier. that it's it's not as a movie better. But it, it cracks me up and that one I think in particular was when I really cultivated my love for Timon and Puma because they're hysterical. Also the song that Puma sings I guess both of them sing When I was a young warthog. When I was a young
0: warthog! <laughs> <laughs> my friends never stand downwind <laughs> When he farts and that whole row of creatures just passes out <laughs> Oh, the shame!
1: i changing my name! <laughs> yeah. oh, I, can, I can sing that entire song for you. And do often with my sisters. I don't
2: know if you guys are aware of this, but they're doing a live-action Lion King as well. And they're getting Seth Rogen to do Pumbaa. <laughs> that's
1: amazing.
0: I didn't know that was Seth Rogen. He is Pumbaa. Yeah.
1: Also, the Broadway version of Lion King is unbelievable. Like, a yeah. lot of
0: people will tell you
2: that's, like, probably the most actually successful Broadway play maybe ever. It's been going for how long now? A long time. It's a long 20 time. years, we, we
1: saw that on Broadway in New York. Yeah. And it was just... I think... I forget how... Long. I was probably... Somewhere between third and fifth grade, and I was just blown away. And Timon and Pumbaa in that were just as spectacular as they are in the movie. Yeah. I think Blanking One and a Half, though, is crucial to my love for them because it explains so many parts of the other movies through their eyes and how they actually played a role in it. Like, the, I think that farting scene that came from Blanking One and a Half, right? Because that, in the first movie, it just looks like everyone's bowing down to Simba. <laughs> but it's actually because Pumbaa farts, and so they faint in the row, and then everyone thinks they're bowing, so everyone else bows. It just... I love
0: them. I also love... One thing that's, like, really incredible about these characters is I certainly... I mean, we were young, but I think even if I were this age and this movie came out today, I would say, what the hell is a warthog and what the hell is a meerkat? Meerkat. Mm -hmm. Like, meerkat manner became... A national sensation because of, because of Timon. Like, nobody would know what these creatures were. It's not like a cat and a dog being sidekicks. This is a warthog and a meerkat. And they worked. That's incredible. Cause the thing about most of these creatures is that they use some of their built-in characteristics that people assume about them yep. to make, to, to characterize them. Like, Doug is a perfect example. There's really no characterization needed. You just, it's a dog. But Timon and Pumbaa are fully their own creatures.
1: Yes, I I'm googling right now because I'm pretty sure Pumba the word means like best friend. Oh Aww. no, I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm Am <laughs> I? No, no, no. This is even better. And I knew that a lot of these <laughs> characters met like their names are Swahili words.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pumba means to be foolish, silly, weak-minded, careless, and negligent. Oh my god! And Timon is a historical Greek name, which means he who respects. Which wow. I just I thought that was entertaining.
0: I like so that a lot.
1: Also, in Jungle Book actually a lot of their names are exactly what they are which yeah. i i learned while making this list i think guys. that's
2: true of Shere Khan yeah at least and uh, it's yeah. a lot of and
1: like ka means specifically that type of snake
2: mm mm-hmm. mhm wow and
1: there's a lot of them like that in that movie i didn't I know think that Mowgli that's cool means feral child or something, something like that
0: man cub yes
1: so there you have it that's my
2: list
0: beautiful <laughs> you're <laughs> a damn gem
2: <laughs> Thank you for putting as much work into this as you have. I only have a couple of things to mention. One that doesn't count because it's exactly what you said, because it's a group, is the seven dwarves. Because oh, yeah. They don't really yeah. function as sidekicks so much as they are... A, I a also entity. wrote that, too. There's
1: also seven of them. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Well, I guess that is, by definition, a group. whats <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what you what you're saying.
2: But thought they deserved a shout-out. Yes. The other one I have... Is people don't really... Think of this as a a Disney movie. Did you guys see Big Hero Six?
1: I thought about Baymax, but I said that he was a real character in my head. But yeah, I don't know if it's true.
2: I think he he probably does. I think he kind of functions in a similar role to like a genie yeah. in Aladdin. I don't think he technically like tech. I think technically speaking, he would fit on the list. I don't think he's top ten, but I relate it. I like really yes love that character and like I loved the idea of a relationship with a like a you know a robot like yes. that so that's one of my personal favorites I don't think that's a top ten one. one but that, that movie,
1: was that was another movie that I didn't really have any high expectations when I went in Yeah. I didn't really understand what it was about and it was a really really good one
2: that's the I didn't realize this until after I'd seen it Big Hero 6 is actually a Marvel property like it's really yeah it's like when you it's kind of when you read like lists of like Marvel things Big Hero 6 gets thrown in there sometimes, and it's like, that's I don't like I associated to, yeah. Anyways, I love Baymax. The only other thing I would <laughs> not even add is just, I think we would need to revisit either Baloo or Bagheera from the Jungle Book. Yes. Yeah. But. then
1: they were ones that, well, again, I looked up a lot of lists, and they were high on there, but not on all of them, and I wasn't sure. And I think those ones I haven't seen in a long time, and they were, that was not my favorite movie, personally. So I kind of forgot about him when I was making the list,
2: but... Part of, it is, part of it is that The Jungle Book is, is probably my favorite Disney movie, yeah. and... I, just, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, the one they made a couple years ago. It's on yeah. the list. It was,
0: it was so good. Really,
2: really beautifully done. And they pulled—they did the whole Disney thing where they got the perfect voice actors. Yes. So, Lou <laughs> was Bill Murray. Christopher Walken <laughs> was
0: King Louie. Oh, which, my God. It was so odd to hear a New York accent on... Ho! Man Cup! I want to walk like you! Ho!
1: <laughs> that is crazy. I need to watch that one.
0: It's yeah. really... The fire was beautiful, too. Like, the animation was really beautifully done. I, I, I think. Idris Elba, Shere Khan was. Yep. And perfect. then,
2: uh, Scarlett Johansson is Ka. So. Yeah. wow. Yeah. That is, that it was, it was beautiful. And I, that was one movie I actually saw it in IMAX and it made a big difference. Ooh, it was yeah. beautiful. But anyways, I know Baloo and Bagheera function more in a mentor role. Kind of like the quibble that I had with Sebastian mm-hmm. that, but I'm, like, super, we're not taking Sebastian off this list. And I think, I think either, either Baloo or Baloo and Bagheera as a tandem should probably be strongly considered.
0: Personally, I think it's Baloo. I think, I think so too. I think so too. I think Baloo's the play.
1: I think Baloo's also more lovable than Bagheera. Yes. Maybe just be important to me, but. I think,
0: I think that's,
2: that's what's so, I think that's what's cool about that movie is that, like, Bagheera functions as, like, a parent role that you're yes. not always, like, thrilled that they're around, but they're they're so important, and that's kind of Bagheera as opposed to, you know, Baloo. kind of reminds me of Zazu. <laughs> yeah, Baloo is,
0: Baloo is like Uncle Ba. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. So.
0: But anyways, those are my notes. What did you have, Mike? I mean, you crushed it. The only one that I would think, I also think, should really be considered is Thumper. Okay. Mm. I think Thumper is, like, an all-time really He's iconic. He's an iconic character that, like, if you can't say anything nice, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And, like, his little foot tapping, (laughs) like, it's just, it's an absolutely iconic character in what is also one of the most famous Disney movies of all time. So, I have a personal affinity for him, because my mom loves to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. (laughs) But I also think that he's the if I'm thinking about this, he's probably the first like of the goofy Disney sidekicks, right? Because Bambi is probably the
1: he's up there is I, like
0: one of the oldest, if not the oldest Disney animated movies. I think it's Snow White, only and... behind Snow White. Like yeah. obviously so excluding the Mickey Mouse stuff. Obviously, yeah.
1: there were th- four animated movies that came out between 1940 and 1942, which shocked me. Bambi, Dumbo, yeah. Snow White. And yep. I forget what the fourth one is, but I could have because I mean that was pre-computer. That was all like hand you had to, you had animation. To draw
2: that, yo. And yeah. they made four
1: that. crazy successful movies. Yeah. In those in the forties, yep. blew my mind. That's but yeah, crazy. so Thumper was one of the very first ones, and I considered him, but I think that may have been me not seeing Bambi. And
0: yeah, it's been a, and a while, and it's and Bambi is not like the most exciting watch these days. But Bambi's oh, yeah. a really good movie. It's really important to all of these and I think that most or all of these characters kind of owe a debt to the Thumper character for for just this reason.
2: That's right. We oftentimes on our lists will have like an OG yes. kind of throw on there to yeah. to like acknowledge the first that came and you're right, Thumper's
0: kind of like one of the
1: And looking at this list right now, I mean, the oldest ones on here are from the 90s.
0: Yeah. I think mm. that's true. Yeah, we skew a little modern, but reasonably so, because I think that this character has become more important in recent years, particularly as movies generally, but especially animated movies, have realized that being funny is not a bad thing. (laughs) In fact, it's very important. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, I would be perfectly fine putting Thumper on here somewhere.
0: So, Kyle, did we just land on, we think Thumper and Baloo are the ads?
1: Oh, also, I just would like to shout out to Flower the Skunk, because... Yes, I love love (laughs) Flower. That's all I have to say. Go ahead, continue
2: I think so, Mike. I think those yeah. are the only two that I'm serious should be thrown on here. Yeah. Looking at this, for vulnerabilities, it's very difficult. But yeah. I would say, I think Mater, I think you had correctly at 10. Yep. I think he might yeah, get just done. get pushed to 11 or 12. Yeah. Yep. The only other one that I think... it's it, it's It's weird, because I love the character so much, and obviously you do as well. I think Pascal, just because of... Just the notoriety thing. Like, I
1: struggled. That's why I, I wasn't sure that he deserved to be that high. I just think he's a great character. But
2: but just looking below him, like we can't possibly have a list that includes Pascal that doesn't include Lumiere, Pegasus, okay. or Sebastian. I agree. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I agree. No, I'm with you. And I think that's true of everyone above him too. If he's he's falling. In my opinion, will will fall victim to
0: what is a truly stacked list yes like ridiculously stacked and kyle when we talk about fitting characters in do you think there's any merit to literally just sliding thumper in at 10 and blue in at six i think thumper should go in at 10 i would put blue over
2: doug and Olaf. i think okay
1: Whoa. so you oh so you put blue at four Doug got five Olaf.
2: I great. I I think I'm leaning skewing towards what I consider to be the classic Disney animated films. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I'm like Baloo. I'm I'm confident <laughs> that in 30 years, people will remember Doug and Olaf just as much as we talk about Baloo now. Yeah. But the longevity of the character and his association with the bare Necessities, which if we did <laughs> a top, think so? I think it's someday nice. we will probably do a top 10 Disney <laughs> song podcasts and yeah. bare necessities podcasts. is top three probably so yeah i would stump for balu to be very high but i'm open to discussing that i like balu at four i'm with you all right so let's let's do this then you're i think timon and pumbaa are definitives at yeah, I think so. i think genie's a clear number two i think your top three were perfect mushi yeah, three agreed we're putting balu in at four yep mm-hmm. this yeah. I struggled with
1: Doug and Olaf this high because they are like they're more recent. Again, they don't have the longevity factor, but they're so fantastic. I don't know. I I could be convinced to move them, but I also think that they might be better characters. I don't know. I don't, what do you guys think?
0: I
2: really like the way it's set up. I was just like leaning towards bumping Lumiere and Cogsworth up a little bit just because of how classic they are. But we've <laughs> just done that with Baloo, and you're right. I think I, let's let's leave it as is. Let's do. Doug, then Olaf, then Lumiere. Okay. Doug, Olaf, <laughs> Lumiere. So then we have Pegasus, Sebastian,
0: and Thumper. How do we like that? How do we like the order? Are you okay of with having 10?
1: Pegasus that
0: low, Mike? Yeah, I think it's reasonable. I mean, this is, as Kyle said, this is an almighty <laughs> list.
2: This is stack. This is the strong. This is like the strongest n-
0: we've. To put Sebastian at nine, yeah, like, yeah. holy shit. Any list where Sebastian is nine is, wow. So, that, I think, is the definitive
2: list of Ooh-hoo. Disney sidekicks. It <laughs> feels like it. I can't believe we made it this far in the pod, and only just now heard that noise come out of you, Emma.
1: And that was kind of a quiet one.
2: <laughs> Could you just do, like, a, a loud one, just so that,
0: <laughs> just so <laughs> Yeah, for the listeners, the fact that Emma has only made that noise just now is, I assume, some sort of, like, extreme statistical outlier. <laughs> I, I don't know how many standard deviations away from the norm we are right now, but it feels like a lot. Kyle, you're the math guy on the pod. We're pretty far, right? It's, this is, this is unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> and to be clear for the listeners, I'm assuming I know the origins of this. This is the baby mama who's going to be taking dangerous yes. Western medicine and using an epidural for their <laughs> own selfish comfort. And she's on the medicine ball, bouncing up and down, ooh, yes. ooh, as she points to her own uterus.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yes, okay, just that making sure. it
1: comes from. absolutely.
0: But insert that noise into, like,
2: any flag football. Yes.
1: It's a celebratory or- noise. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is the only reason it hasn't showed up, because I knew it was coming, I made the list. Good point. Otherwise, it would have likely shown up earlier.
2: Yeah. Well, this is beautiful, Emma. Would you like to recount our top ten Disney sidekicks?
1: Yes. Should I go from the bottom or the top?
2: Yeah, let's do ten to one.
1: Okay, number ten, Thumper from Bambi. Number nine, Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Number eight, Pegasus from Hercules. Number seven, Lumiere and Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. Number six, Olaf from Frozen. Number five, Doug from Up. Number four, Baloo from... From The Jungle Book. Number three, Mushu from Mulan. Number two, Genie from Aladdin. And number one, the winners, Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King.
2: Beautiful. Wow. I'd like to note that Emma, as a lot of our guests have done, put us to shame with the amount of effort put into this. (laughs) Yeah. While we were enjoying a nice heated game of Catan (laughs) last night, Emma was hard at work refining her (laughs) list deep into the night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is just because I love Disney movies so much, I couldn't possibly not.
0: Yeah, a it's labor like of love, and it shows. They, it's like lose yourself. You got your one shot. You got to <laughs> capture it or let it slip. This is big. There are like seven people who are going to hear this. It's big. You got to get it right.
1: Two of them being my dad and my husband. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Emma. We're glad that we finally got you on the show. Thank
1: you so much for having me. This has been a blast.
0: Yeah. Alrighty. Thanks, Emma. Later, buddy. All right. Adios. Later. Alrighty, friends, that was our top 10 for this week, but now we'd love to hear your top 10. So please check us out on all of our available social media outlets, traditional outlets, whatever outlets we have. Check us out on Twitter at top10km, that's all spelled out, top10km. Our email, top10km, spelled the same way, at gmail.com, or our site, top10km.podbean.com All forms of communication accepted, except for serial killer notes. Please don't send us any of those.
2: If you like the pod, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of Top 10 ever again. If you didn't like it, please tell us why. We'll try to make the show better. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod, and our artwork was created by Aaron Sant. You can check out her stuff at Sant Design
0: on Instagram. Alrighty, goons. We'll see you next week. <sighs> what are the eats? Quinn delivered what I believe is a blueberry scone. Wow. I saw the delivery, but I didn't see what it was.
2: Fucking delicious is what it is.